For marketing agencies and social media managers looking to prove the value of their work, I've got something special for you. Agora Pulse is not only Social Media Examiner's tool of choice as an all-in-one social media management tool, it also allows you to track the traffic, conversion, and revenue from every social post, comment, and private message. Learn how to prove your social media ROI with a free training or a free trial by visiting agorapulse.com SME today. Again, agorapulse.com SME. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Podcast, helping you navigate the social media jungle. And now, here's your host, Michael Stelzner. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much for joining me for the Social Media Marketing Podcast, brought to you by socialmediaexaminer.com. I'm your host, Michael Stelzner, and this is the podcast for marketers and business owners who want to know what works with social media. And you know what? I'm stoked about today's show. I'm going to be joined by Jen Herman, and we're going to explore Instagram ads, what you need to know to succeed with Instagram, and we're really going to dig in. By the way, if you want to email me, podcast at socialmediaexaminer.com, come straight to my inbox, and let's transition over to this week's brand new discovery. Helping you stay alive in a social jungle, here's this week's survival tip. This week, I'm joined by Eric Fisher with a brand new discovery. What'd you find, Eric? I found a great Chrome browser plugin that gives you night mode called darkness. Night mode. Okay. What does that mean? Okay. So some apps have had this you know, over the course of years now. Night mode is often this easier on the eyes version of the user interface where the white portions of a browser or an app or whatever it is turn dark to either dark gray or a dark, or a pitch black and the text then becomes instead of black it becomes white and so it's not so harsh on your eyes we've seen some of this happen in terms of like the you know some of the latest Apple if anybody stuff. has a car with any kind of yeah. dashboard in it, they probably notice it when they turn their lights on on their car. All of a sudden, there the, you go. The navigation yes. system turns into this. So um, it works on Chrome. And um, does it have any functions or is it pretty straightforward? Like just at a certain time, it automatically turns on or how does that work? Yeah, so it's got some certain things where you can, you know, schedule different times. It knows you can even have it do kind of an automatic thing because it knows based on your clock of your laptop or your computer what time it is if you're connected. Um, and it doesn't just carry over to certain. I mean, it, what I should say is it carries over to all websites. So what this is great for is, you know, it gets to be about seven, eight, nine o'clock at night and you're still on your computer. You switch on dark mode if you haven't already scheduled it to do so. And then everything just becomes a lot easier on the eyes. It's almost like the, you know, easy reading mode for getting work done in the evenings or your early mornings for that matter. And the reason folks might want to use this is lots of reasons. First of all, a lot of people have a hard time sleeping after staring at a bright, light for a while, which is what happens with the laptop, for example. And uh, it also helps reduce eye strain, which is part of the reason why on my iPhone, I have you know something built into it that turns on at 10 o'clock. And it seems like there's an orange cast that comes on my iPhone at 10 o'clock. I don't know if you've used this or not, but it's built into the operating system on the iOS. So this thing is available for Chrome. How do we find it? So what you do is you go to the Chrome web store, which is chrome.google.com slash web store. And then you just search for the word darkness 
theme. So is it called night mode or darkness theme? It's called darkness. Okay. So say how we find it again. What's the URL again? It's chrome.google.com slash web store. And then from there you can search for the words darkness. And I would throw the word theme in there just to narrow it down. And then how do we know when we find the right one? Is it just called darkness theme? Yes, it's called darkness colon beautiful desktop theme. Darkness, beautiful desktop theme. What a cool name. (laughs) Awesome. All right. Well, Eric, thank you so much for bringing us that brand new find. You're welcome. I hope it helps. AI has been a massive disruptive force over the past year. That's why we're excited to announce our brand new show. Introducing AI Explored. It's a weekly show hosted by me, Michael Stelzner. If you want to understand how to put AI to work, this is the show for you. Each week, we'll dive deep into using AI to your advantage. We're talking the practical, tactical stuff that I know you're probably craving. Search for AI Explored on your favorite podcast app, and happy listening. Okay, let's transition over to this week's interview with Jen Herman. Helping you simplify your social safari, here's this week's expert guide. I'm really excited to be joined today by Jen Herman. If you don't know who Jen is, she is a social media consultant and Instagram expert, and she blogs over at jenstrends.com, and it's J-E-N-N-S. And that blog has placed in our top social media blogs at Social Media Examiner three years in a row. She, she also wrote an ebook called How to Run a Successful Instagram Ad. Jen, welcome to the show. Thanks, Mike. It's great to be here. Well, you guessed it. Today, we're going to talk about Instagram ads, and Jen and I are going to explore how you can succeed with Instagram ads. And full disclosure, I've never done an Instagram ad, so we're all going to learn together. Um, Jen, let's back up for a second. How did you get into Instagram? So I'm always the first person to admit I was a late adopter to Instagram. It's it's never too late to jump on the bandwagon. Um, I got started on Instagram a couple of years ago, and it was one of those things. All my friends were on Instagram. Everyone was telling me I had to be on it. But like most people, I was like, I don't have time for their social media platform. So I just kept holding off on actually doing it. And eventually, I was like, okay, with my blog, I need to understand Instagram marketing. So I figured I'd start up an account, try it out. And I absolutely fell in love with it. I I love photography, first of all, so it was a natural fit for me. Um, I loved the community engagement and how active people were and how I was able to instantly create relationships with people. And that was when I really was like, okay, I need to make this a focus because I just really fell in love with it from that perspective. So what are you doing these days with Instagram? I mean, you are one of our Instagram experts. You speak on it at Social Media Marketing World. Just kind of, what are you doing with it? How, how are you using it? I would love to hear that. Primarily for me, it's to promote uh, my blog. So I promote my business, but I don't overly hype that obviously I do consulting and strategy packages and that sort of thing. I use it more as a way to build my brand around my blog. So every time I have a new blog post, I share that to Instagram. People follow me because of that. And that's kind of their trigger to say, oh, Jen posted a new blog post. And then they click through from Instagram to go visit my blog um, or things like that. So for me, it's really a brand promotion and then helping promote that uh, that side of my business with the blog. And if somebody wants to check out your Instagram profile, where do they go? It's at Jen's, J-E-N-N-S underscore trends, T-R-E-N-D-S. Cool. All right. Well, today we're going to talk about Instagram ads. And 
I know that Instagram is owned by Facebook. They paid like some outrageous amount of money for it. <laughs> so there must be some similarities between Facebook advertising and Instagram advertising. Kind of help us understand what is the difference? What are the similarities? So yes, they're obviously very similar. Um, and in fact, all Instagram ads are run through the Facebook business manager. You cannot run an ad on Instagram unless you're connected to your Facebook um, ads account. So they are very similar in that perspective. And the nice thing is you get a lot of the fe- the Facebook features that you're used to when it comes to running Facebook ads. So you get the same dashboard. It's a lot of the same targeting options, um, which makes it, if you've, if you've done the Facebook ads, it makes it really familiar and easy to jump onto, you know, running some Instagram ads. Um, there are some differences. There aren't as many targeting options in terms of what you get with Facebook. Um, and in terms of what you want those Instagram ads to look like, there's definitely some differences. You have to think about the difference in the platforms. So on Facebook, you know, something that's a very graphic type image with bright colors and contrast and lots of, you know, um, even I know they're not supposed to use a lot of text, but you want like certain text features or things like that on Facebook that tend to perform better. Those don't perform well on Instagram. People on Instagram want natural, organic looking photos. So I always recommend that if you run an Instagram ad, you run it exclusively on Instagram. And if you run a Facebook ad, run it exclusively on Facebook. I really don't like when people, because you can choose to run them both concurrently on both platforms, but the two platforms aren't really the same from that perspective. And you'll find if you run them on both platforms, one platform will always outperform the other. So keep your Instagram ads specifically for Instagram and you'll see better results. Well, I'm glad you mentioned that the Instagram user expects to see photography on Instagram and the ads, not necessarily some illustration, right? That's kind of like what you would expect to see, you know, on a billboard or something like that, like, or in a magazine. So, um, tell us about what else do we need to know about the Instagram user? Because obviously it's a completely different ecosystem than Facebook. So, you know, when we're creating ads for that platform, you know, it's got to fit in, I guess. Right. So what is the user expecting? What is the response to Facebook ads? Are users up in arms about it? Are they accepting it? What's, what's your thoughts on this? When, of course, when they first came out and said there would be ads, you know, of course, there was an uproar and everyone freaks out about it. And then when people do ads properly, you don't know they're an ad Mm. Um, because if they blend in and if they're properly targeted, they shouldn't stand out as an ad. They should look organic. It should be something that you don't be like, why is it showing up in my feed? So if you do them properly, they have great results Um, in terms of, you know, what the average Instagram user is or what they're looking for. Like I said, kind of that more organic type image. They want a photo. They want something that puts them in an environment. Um, If you're doing a product, you don't want to just show a product on a, on a, you know, shelf or in a box or on a white, you know, flat lay background. Instead, have it on a model or have it in a scenario that is relevant to the brand or your target audience. Um, If you're offering a service, still make it something relatable to the person who would be purchasing that service and not just, you know, that kind of here, get this today. Um, If you do text overlay, you can. um, There isn't the the 20% limit, even though that's kind of going away for Facebook, does not apply on Instagram. There is no limit to text on Instagram. But that doesn't mean you want to go put a whole bunch of 
big, bright text. You still want it to be very photocentric, and you really want those high-quality photos. You really want something that stands out as top line, you know, this is people's first impression of your brand and you don't want something with poor lighting or, you know, it's blurry or or not properly formatted for Instagram. So you really want to put in that high quality image that stands out and represents your brand well. Let's get into some of the unique features of the Instagram ad. How, what does it look like typically? And, and, and what special features or functions are there that you don't get with an organic post, if you will? So when you do see an ad, you will notice in the top right corner, although watch, they'll go and change this next week, but in the top right corner, it says sponsored. And that's how you know it's an ad. Um, If the person is running it through Instagram and have connected their Instagram account, their profile will show up just like any other one with the profile photo up in the top left corner, and you can click through to their profile and access their account. Down beneath, if the ad is set up with a call to action button, you'll see the big banner that says learn more, shop now, book now, any whatever that call to action is. And in order to get that call to action button, which I personally feel like every ad on Instagram should have that call to action button. If you want to get that when you set up the ad in the Facebook business manager, you have to choose the option to send people to your website. You can't choose the get like I think like nine or twelve options or something when you set up your ad and so you know, do you want more likes? Do you want more traffic? All these kinds of things. The option to send people to your website is the option you want to use for your Instagram ad. And that allows you to get that call to action button, which you can then customize to all the different options they choose from. And that way, when someone taps on that button, it goes right to that link that you've set up. And that's really the only way to get them off of Instagram, right? Exactly. Um, You don't want to have to send them, you know, through a, a, a wild goose chase of how to get to your account or how to get to that page. I mean, I've seen restaurants and people say, you know, they don't put that call to action button and they just say, you know, it's a happy hour promotion, stop by the restaurant to take advantage of it. But still, I feel like if you have that call to action button where they can now go see your, you know, your menu for happy hour, give them something to click through to and get more information and and really close that loop. It's super beneficial. The call to action, once you select the I want traffic to my website or whatever it was that you said. Mm Um, does it allow you to customize the call to action button or are you just selecting from a drop down menu of a couple of choices with the words in the call to action button? It's a drop down menu, but I think there's like at least 10 options. Gotcha. Um, learn more is the default, which if you don't choose something, you'll just get the learn more. Um, but there are like buy now, book now, shop now, um, and you know, a bunch of other common phrases. When you click on that call to action button, mm-hmm. Is it like the Facebook app where it still keeps you inside of Instagram, but kind of pops open the browser or does it actually, you leave Instagram and pop open the browser that's on your smartphone? You will leave uh, Instagram and end up in the browser. Gotcha. So it'll open up Safari, for example, on an iPhone, right? right? Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, and I would imagine you could populate any kind of tracking link into there you wanted, right? Yeah, and that's the thing. If you have your custom landing page, if you've got your tracking links, and then now also if you have converted your profile to a business profile on Instagram, which if we want to go down that rabbit hole, we can. But if you want to upgrade to a business profile, when you actually run your ads through Instagram, you can see those ads insights right in Instagram or you go into your business manager um, on Facebook and you can see all your ads analytics just like you would with a Facebook ad too. Okay, let's be crystal clear. If I 
have not up, upgraded my profile to a Instagram business profile, can I still run ads to it? Yes, you can. At least for now, right? You're right. <laughs> <laughs> Until Instagram gives us another update. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that's cool. That's good to know because there's a lot of fear out there, right? Like, hey, if I switch it over to a business account, they're going to ratchet back my exposure and all that stuff, right? Just like they do on Facebook. Right, which is not happening right now. Just to set everyone at ease, that is not what's happening. But of course, in the future, who knows? But so, so in this particular case, if you're using, if you've not switched your Instagram over to a business profile, you will see all of the analytics and stuff inside of the Facebook Ads Manager. Is that yep. what? Okay, cool. Yep. So let's get into pricing and budgets and like, and how they charge you and all that kind of fun stuff. Because mm-hmm. you know, I think a lot of people are curious, like, how does that work? So just like in running a Facebook ad, you choose your budget, you choose the duration of your ad. Do you want it to run for, you know, a day, two days, five days, indefinitely, whatever you want it to run for. And you set your ad budget and it's going to go through just like anything would when you run your Facebook ads. Um, just like on Facebook, I do recommend you try to run your ads longer if possible. Um, obviously, there are certain things, whether it's a flash sale or something like that, maybe you want to keep a, a shorter time window. But ideally, anything in at least a five-day run, because again, there are more and more ads being placed every day, and it can take a little while to get your ad into the rotation. Um, and always give yourself time for that approval process. So if you're you know, waiting for, you know, if you plan on running an ad and you're like, oh, I'm going to run my ad and I'm going to start it in an hour. If it doesn't get approved, then you're losing that valuable time. So always plan ahead with your ads um, and, and kind of make sure that's in there. But how, in long terms does, of, how long does it take to get approved just out of curiosity? Um, I've had some approved in a matter of, you know, 15, 20 minutes, but I've had some take up to six hours. So, so no matter what, for sure in a day. Yeah. And I would imagine you could schedule it to go live on a different day than the day that you actually submitted it for approval. Is that correct? Exactly. You can go in, like you could go in today and schedule it for, you know, next week. It doesn't matter. You can schedule it, you know, and that way you've got plenty of, plenty of time to get it approved or if it's not approved to get it changed. What, what kind of stuff have you ever had them not approve an ad? I haven't. Um, I know a few people that have, and it's usually because it's something is deemed, you know, inappropriate, you know, something. showing too much skin or something, you know, random like that. But I personally have never had one uh, not be accepted. What kind of, you know, um, what kind of costs would you recommend for people getting started? How much should they budget and what what's it going to cost, you know, a range, if you will? Mm-hmm. It's always dependent on, you know, your brand and, and your marketing budget. Personally, for me, I never run an ad for more than $20. And I know people probably think that's crazy because a lot of people can spend hundreds or thousands. Um, but I run it for 20 bucks. I see how it performs. And then I can go in and I can tweak my, you know, my targeting. I can make it a little bit more strategic. I can change the duration of it and add some more money into it at that point. Um, but if you're just starting out, I recommend those low budgets. Do 20, 50, 100 bucks tops. Try it out, let it run, see what kind of results you're getting. And then after three or four days of letting it run, make some adjustments to it and, and go from there. But um, it's definitely, if you want to put, you know, thousands of dollars into it and try to get 10,000 likes on your photos, then then so be it. But it's not something um, that you have to put a lot of money into and get results. So are you running ads on your content or are you running ads for your clients or both? Well, most of what I do um, is either for either it's obvious it's for my content, but it's either for like I'm promoting a blog post or for example, when I launch an ebook, okay, then so, I run so, an ad for the ebook download and so, that sort of thing. Yeah. So, um, What's a, you know, you put 20 bucks, what's a good response for the 20 bucks? 
Um, I mean, for me, when I do a 20 bucks, I've had anywhere from, depending on my targeting, I've had it reach anywhere from 1,500 to about 8,000 people. Um, and I've had one ad I ran got like 600 plus likes and another one I ran only got like 200 likes. So it depends a lot on the timing. It depends a lot on the content, depends a lot on your image. So what are you paying uh, for the likes or the clicks or everything? Um, it's a combined. So yeah, I'm paying for a combination of, I want to get the reach to as many people as possible, but then also I'm looking at the conversions in terms of, um, that cost, but I'm really paying to get the reach. Got it. And at what point does the ad kind of go viral and you don't have to pay for it anymore? Like, for example, I don't even know if that's an option on Instagram. You know how on Facebook someone can share an ad and then all of a sudden it's like free uh, exposure for everyone who shared it. Or at least I've heard this before. There isn't and that sort of option because there's no sharing function. There's no gotcha. way to kind of expand that on Instagram. So you're paying for the ad 100%. Now, for this 20 bucks, like how many people could it drive to the website in your particular case? Just just to give some people some perspective if that was what their objective was. So the one that I ran a little while ago was for the Instagram ad ebook um, that you mentioned. And that one reached, I want to say, about just over 3,000 people. Um, and it drove about 200, um, actually probably just under 200 to my website. Perfect. So that's pretty reasonable, actually. Yeah, I mean, for 20 bucks, I'll take it. That's like two cents a <laughs> click or yeah. something like that. I'm not really good with my math right now, but it's cheap. <laughs> Maybe 10 cents a click. Um, so th- the targeting, talk about what. how do we target with Instagram ads and what can we do exactly? Is it just purely our followers that we're targeting? And w- talk to me a little bit about that, because that's obviously what Facebook offers, amazing targeting. And I'm curious what you can do on, on Instagram. So for me, when I target on Instagram, I'm trying to target new people. I'm not trying to target my existing customers or my existing audience because they're already seeing me. They know me. They love me. And I'm not. Ha- you obviously don't have the reach issues on Instagram that you have on Facebook. Now, obviously, reach isn't 100% because no one's ever on Instagram 100% you know, percent of the time. But reach is significantly higher on Instagram. So I don't worry so much about that. I target more to try to find the target demographic for my key audience. So I'm searching um, geographically. I'm narrowing down for whether it's age restrictions. Um, you can go by gender. You can go by um, you know household income type things. All these you know types of targeting. Can you factors. target a specific page and say I want to target their fans? I mean, a, a Instagram account? Um, I don't think you can do that through. Like I said, it's, it's definitely more limited on the Instagram side of the ads. Um, and I don't think you can target us. Well, actually, no, that's not true. You can target them if they like a certain Facebook page. Oh, so interesting. If they that. like a Facebook page. So, for example, if they like Social Media Examiner, yeah. you know, um, and they happen to um, not be your fans, right? Yep. Then mm-hmm. you could target them, right? I've actually done that. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's really cool. Um so that that's an interesting little trick. And somehow, obviously, these accounts are tied together so they can figure all that out. That's kind right. of the brilliance of all this. Do they kind of show you as you're doing that target, like how big the audience is and what kind of budget you might need or anything like that? Yep, they'll go through. And so if you've chosen that you want Instagram only or if you're choosing Instagram and Facebook, it tells you based on what budget you've chosen. And as you work on your targeting, it tells you how many people that you're about to reach. Um, of course, that can go up or down depending on the parameters you set. The thing that I always, you know, focus on is more, I'm not so worried about getting more target. I like, I like, I'm happy if it says I'm only going to reach four to 6,000 people. I'm like, okay, that's good. That's four to 6,000 highly targeted people rather than just trying to blast it out to 20,000 random people. 
Is there any kind of retargeting or remarketing capability with Instagram stories? So for example, people that visited a certain page on your website, you know, and that happened to be on Instagram and that are not my fans, I want to show them my ebook ad. I'm not aware of any retargeting specifically, unless it's again linked to a Facebook gotcha. connection. Yeah. And it's not like you can that you're aware of, you can upload email lists or anything like you can on Facebook and say, I don't, again, not unless it's connected to the, their Facebook. Gotcha. Um, but again, it, it is more restricted. So I'm sure in time they will expand that as, as they, you know, get more exposure and, and utilize more of the Facebook features. Is there any kind of, um, equivalent to boosting an existing post versus setting up an ad on Instagram or is it kind of one in the same? You can only boost if you're a business profile. If you're a normal Instagram account, you can only run an ad through the Facebook business manager. If you have a business profile, you can boost any any uh, post on your account. What about Instagram stories? Is there any kind of ad stuff going on on that frontier that you're aware of? Not now, of course, we're, you know, I'm sure that's going to change. We'll see, you know, that in the future where they'll insert ads into the stories or between people's stories, much like they do on Snapchat. Um, We will see some sort of additional play with that. But for right now, they're letting stories just grow organically. The Instagram algorithm um, is real. And do you see and have you experimented with actually running an ad to your own fans to see whether or not you can get some sort of an added boost or have you heard anybody do this? Because if you follow my logic here, the Mm -hmm. algorithm is coming and it's going to continue to come and therefore it's going to be harder for us to reach our fans. Right. And it may make sense to boost or advertise some of our normal posts that we might've expected organic traffic from. And I'm just curious what your thoughts are on that. So when it comes to the algorithm, um, first and foremost, I always point out that nothing is hidden on Instagram right now. The algorithm only reorganizes content. Nothing is buried. Nothing is lost. As long yet. as you scroll down, right? <laughs> yet. Yet, yet being the keyword, as long as you scroll down far enough, you would still see everything anyone has posted. And that reorganization is based on your last login. So if you log into Instagram every hour, you'll barely notice the algorithm. If you only log in once every day or two, you'll notice your content is reshifted. So So in terms of the algorithm, it's there. Obviously, we know it's going to go the way of Facebook eventually, and they will start hiding things and moving things down in priority. Um, That being said, I have not tried to run anything to specifically target my audience, and I don't know anyone that has, um, but it would definitely be something that I think would be practical as that algorithm takes more and more. And it might actually be economical too. Who knows, right? Yeah. Um, Okay, let's talk about different kinds of medium media, if you will. Um, Mm -hmm. You already mentioned the 20% rule. Um, So just to be clear, they are not currently enforcing the 20% rules. So for example, if somebody created a cool little quote graphic and they wanted to put some money behind that, they could, right? Absolutely. And that's not going to be perceived as like unacceptable because that stuff's all over the place, right? Right, exactly. Um, What about video? What about animation? Um, Animated GIFs, are they even on Instagram or is it all videos? It's not. I mean, you can kind of do like a GIF type thing if you had them um, or you can use certain apps like um, Legend for Animate is one that makes kind of like a GIF type content. But it's um, still a video in the end? But it's still a video. It runs as a video. Video ads are great if you can run a video ad. Um, Obviously, they're they're valuable. Video you know, performs really, really well. Um, and it's obviously a way to take your message that much further. 
But video is still one of those things that most traditional Instagrammers, and it's hard to say traditional because it's only been around for a few years, but traditional users are more inclined to photos. So if you can use videos and they work for your audience, definitely use them. But I always recommend testing because some people are just always going to migrate towards a photo more so than a video. Does the video autoplay or do you have to push a button to play it? It will autoplay when you hold on it for a second, just like any other video on Instagram. So if you just keep scrolling, you wouldn't notice it's a video. If you stop on it and let it sit for half a second, then it autoplays, but it does not play with audio. So just like on Facebook, you want to think about something that can play as a silent movie. Well, do you recommend do you recommend running ads then on video at all? And do you think there's any kind of a special advantage to it? Or at this point, would you recommend not doing it? I have one client who runs um, video ads and they get great results from it, but they do a lot of video on their account anyway. So it works well for them. Their audience expects video from them. Um, So it really does come down to what your audience expects. My audience knows I don't do video. I know I'm horrible, but I don't. And it's just something that videos for me wouldn't perform as well, but it's entirely up to you and your business. Well, and I would imagine if you're selling something and you want to show it like uh, clothing mm-hmm. and you wanted to have a model do a 360, I mean, I think that could be valuable, right? Absolutely. Yeah. There's plenty of applications where it's very, very valuable to have. Um, do they charge you for someone to actually play that video? Uh, no, it runs just like any other ad in terms of views. I mean, you may not get as much reach because it's a video. So there maybe not as many people are watching through. So you're, you're, cost may come out a little bit higher per conversion, but there isn't a cost to play the video. Okay. Um, so basically we have video ads and then we have the traditional image ad and those are the, those, that's it, right? I mean, is there something no, you else? You also have carousel ads. Oh, talk to me about that. Um, so carousel ads actually started on Instagram and then they moved those over to Facebook. So they're actually great on Instagram. I prefer carousel to Instagram versus Facebook. But the idea is there you have multiple images. So you can choose two, three, four, five images in a series. Um, It could be something that is basically one long banner image broken up into a bunch of little squares, or they could be three or four totally separate images. And the great thing about those carousel ads is each image can go to a different location. So you could have one goes, you know, I've seen people do them where, um, you know, one goes to a certain landing page and then another one goes to a different landing page because it's a different ideal client or it's a different type of product or something. So those carousel ads are, if you ever look at them on Instagram, when you see a photo and there's a series of dots right underneath the image, that's a carousel. So it's a series of two, three, four, or five, and you just scroll left to right to see all the images in there. And that's, you set that up just like you would a video or photo within the Facebook business manager. And I know it's more work, obviously. Do you find that it does stand out? They do. Um, They get great results. But the biggest thing to know is that the first photo is always going to be the most impactful one. That's the one that people are going to see and react to. Engagement and views go down on subsequent the further they have to scroll. And you control the order of those. Is that correct? Yep. Absolutely. So you can choose what, and you can go in and reorder them too. If you go in and you set up your ad and you feel like the one you have on the front isn't working, you can actually go in and reorganize them and move them. So you know, maybe number two is actually what you have is number one and try that out and see if you get better results. What tips do you have for our listeners that are going to get started with Instagram ads? Um, any little secrets or tips or things that you think that we should experiment with? 
Yeah, but the big thing I always recommend is try to give away something for free, whether it's signing up for a webinar, people on Instagram want to learn just as much as they do on Facebook, um, or a free ebook, or a free quiz, or a free download, um, or a, a link to your blog post where maybe you have a, a, a call to action or an opt-in on that blog post. Giving away something for free is much more successful because most people on Instagram don't know who you are. They're, they're finding you for the first time via this app. And trying to sell completely cold to a complete stranger off of Instagram can be really off-putting and has bad results. So if you can entice them with that free option, get them to, you know, your website, sign up, enroll, whatever it is. It better be mobile optimized too, right? Yes. I mean, like a lot of people might not have websites that are nicely mobile optimized, but Instagram users are on their phone, right? So it better look good on a mobile device. It better look good. Absolutely. Um, Any other tips? Um, anything that you can do to, you know, just like I said, provide that value, something free. And then just like I said earlier, focus on the quality of that image. Uh, you really want to make sure that that is, you know, the best image you can possibly put out there for whatever thing you're, you're, um, setting up for them to, to opt into and try, you know, be creative. I've seen people post job postings through an Instagram ad saying that they're hiring. So it doesn't just always have to be something traditional, you know, think outside the box at how you want to promote your business or your brand and use those ads in your favor. This last question I did not prepare you for, but um, <laughs> you, you've been to social media marketing world a couple times. You're coming back in 2017. Tell yeah. me what your experience has been coming to the conference. Oh my God, I love it. I mean, I'm. I'm How many times say, have you been? Um, this will be my third one coming up. So I've been there twice. Um, I'm lucky because I live here in San Diego, so it's it's nice and convenient for me. Um, but I, you know, for those people who are coming from out of town, it's such an amazing thing to come visit, and it's just the networking. I mean, this last one being the first year at the convention center, I literally just sat in the main hall, and I had so many people just come up. Even Amy Porterfield walked by, and she's like, "Jen," and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" You know, you just you see so many people, and it's such a great environment with the convention center. I can't speak so highly enough about that um, new venue and and how that facilitated so many networking opportunities. Well, it's my hope that people that are listening right now will try some Instagram ads and then come to Social Media Marketing World and get a chance to talk to you and say, hey, remember when you did that podcast with Mike? (laughs) I would love it. (laughs) Guess what? I actually tried it and I've got a couple questions for you. (laughs) Please do. I would love that. That Jen, Jen, we'll be speaking obviously at the conference. Um, Jen, why don't you tell everybody where they can discover more about you and all the great things that you've got going on? So as you mentioned at the top of the the show, jenstrends.com. Again, it's Jen with two N's because I was born in the 80s with a bazillion other Jennifers. Um, And I'm anywhere pretty much online at jens, J-E-N-N-S underscore trends. Come find me on Instagram. Tell me you saw me on on Mike's podcast here. If you're, you know, listening at your desk while you're working, take a screenshot or or take a photo of your desky and, and tag me in on Instagram. I look forward to seeing what you guys are learning from this podcast. Jen Herman, thank you so much for coming on and opening my eyes to the power of Instagram ads. Thank you. Well, I hope you got a lot out of today's episode. If there was anything that we mentioned and you just missed it, because maybe you're walking the dog or driving the car or on a, in a canoe, who knows? Well, guess what? Simply visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash 220, stands for episode 220, and you'll find extensive notes. You can leave comments, all that fun stuff. Also, don't ever miss a future episode of this podcast. Hit that subscribe button on your podcast player if you're new. This brings us to the end of another episode of the Social Media Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Stelzner. I'll be back with you in the driver's seat next week. I promise. 
I hope you make the absolute best out of your day and may social media continue to change your world. The Social Media Marketing Podcast is a production of Social Media Examiner. If you're like so many fellow marketers and creators and entrepreneurs, you're probably wondering, how do I put AI to work? Well, be sure to listen to the AI Explored podcast, a new show from Social Media Examiner hosted by yours truly, Michael Stelzner. Again, check out the AI Explored podcast.